A lot of content creators think that they need a big audience and a lot of subscribers in order to actually generate an income. And today, I'm thrilled to have Daniel Canosa on the show, who is actually a content creator who has less by the time um, I am actually recording this podcast, who has less than 4,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. Yet, he is and he was able to actually generate an income and monetize and live full-time as a content creator. So, how has he achieved that? What are the strategies? What are the tactics that he used in order to achieve that? Well, I just wanted to pick his brain and share this great conversation with you. Welcome to this new episode of Build Your Thing, the podcast where we help content creators find their unique voice, monetize their work, and build their tribe of loyal fans. I'm your host, Bad Giaro, and today I'm with Danny Canosa, who's a former engineer who decided to hang his engineer code to help business professionals get more organized and productive by using Notion and other no-code tools. And yeah, with this intro, hola, Daniel. Hello, Matt. Thank you for, for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, I'm very excited to have you on the show. So as I told you per email, I've been following you, um, your journey for quite a few months. And uh, yeah, can you give us a little bit of, ba- a little bit of background about um, like how, how did you get started? Yes, so so I was born an engineer, and I was uh, before before all this content creation thing. Uh, I was I was being an engineer in a in a smartphone company, uh, but then all of this uh, just went went away because the the company went bankrupt, and and I was in a situation on on deciding, okay, what do I do with my life now? Uh, and this is where it all started. I then we can get a little bit more into into detail, but I bring that that engineering mindset, more structure uh, mindset uh, that the engineering uh, give us uh, to creating systems for for other people, and then in the future for for companies. Okay, great. So actually, there is something that happened to your life, and you just realized that well, you cannot continue on the path. And uh, yeah, so so how did you get started? So you you just took your expertise in in trying to like in creating systems for for others to simplify the work. So what was your first step online? Well, uh, um, where did you go, and 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 how can you can you walk us a little bit through the the thinking and, and the journey that happened um, uh, actually after this after realizing this. Yeah, it is funny because my first step was to actually start creating Lightroom presets for for making uh, photos look much better. So I I launched that in, on my on my own website that I built on WordPress, and I think probably I made like fifty dollars out of out of mm. that. It took me like two months to create, but since I did, I didn't have any any audience, so yeah, I just I just made like fifty dollars. It was it was fun, but but that was about it. I also didn't love it, but it was a good. opportunity opportunity to do something online. So this is also something that I that I tell a lot of people that it doesn't matter what you do first, just do something and then you will find what you actually want to do. So yeah, that was my first approach, but then I considered that as a as a failure and and I remember having a, a conversation with my with my girlfriend saying, "Okay, I want to teach something because it is also something that I have in me before I was also a, a salsa teacher. And okay. I I wanted to, to teach something, but I didn't know what. And back then I was already playing with Notion just as a, as a user and saying like, holy shit, this, this tool is amazing. 
uh, I can do so many stuff here. My, it can be my task management. I can uh, manage my finances. And when I finished managing all my stuff, I started to manage my girlfriend's stuff. So I, I was, uh, yeah, I was getting like super, super excited about that. So that, that was that time. So I, yeah, I, I asked my girlfriend, okay, what do you think I can teach? Because I cannot find anything. And, and now that I say this together with Notion, it, it, it becomes pretty clear. But back then, I was not seeing anything that I was good at. And my girlfriend started to, to tell me things that she thinks that I'm good at. And I remember one of the things was Notion. And, and I remember it as it was yesterday, even if it was two years ago. Uh, when she said Notion, I, I had like, oh, shit moment. Like, yes, I, I felt it in, in all my pores, in, in, in all parts of my body. Like, yes, this is... This is something that I'm so passionate about. This is something that it just comes easy to my brain to to deal with. It is something that I love. So so yes, that is it. And and I think the next day I like without doing any market research whatsoever, uh, I just started to to script the the first modules of of a wannabe course, trying to teach people what I knew about Notion. And 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 this is how how it all started. This, this is interesting. So actually, like you knew that you wanted to create something, but um, the hardest thing is actually discovering what um, what you're passionate about and what you can also monetize. So um, I have been telling this also in my in my four P formula course. Um, I'm going to to leave the link in the description. Where like sometimes you like you just don't know what you what you're good at because it feels so natural to you. So having people around you like just asking people around you can sometimes be like a big uh, a big aha moment and yeah you just practice this <laughs> this this advice and, and and nice that 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 it worked out so after um after you realized this you just started directly creating a <laughs> creating a course that, that that you can sell so can you can you can you um, uh experience a little bit more about what were your thoughts and how did it actually work out because a lot of content creators when they when this like they have like a course idea and then well i know this course like will um will be successful and then they launch it and they see actually no sales so how how did it went for you <laughs> it, it, it was it was quite funny yeah because as i said i didn't do any market research i just started scripting stuff and um, uh, and yeah because uh, back then i didn't have any any audience i haven't published anywhere anything uh, so the way that i that i did it is to to actually script and record these in this course and once I had the like the minimum viable course uh, ready, I just uploaded to uploaded it to Skillshare, which is a, a, a course hosting platform. But that they kind of do the marketing of your course for you. Of course, you will receive much uh, less revenue. But since I didn't have any audience, for me this was this was not for money. This was just to validate that the course actually made sense. Because prior to this, I didn't really make any course. I didn't I, I didn't do any of these talking to camera stuff even. So so yeah, I just did it as a test. And uh, of course, it was not uh, super successful because very few people came to it because I didn't have any online name yet. But what I saw was maybe two reviews that were positive. Okay, then the next review is positive. And, and I think in the moment when I have like five 
positive reviews and that nobody was complaining about how shitty the course was, <laughs> I said, okay, maybe this course is not that bad. So probably I have a chance here. And, and then is when I decided to actually start a proper YouTube channel to start promoting um, on pr primarily my, uh, my YouTube, uh, sorry, my, my Notion course and, and later my templates and, and later my consulting and everything. And this came a little bit, a little bit later, but, but yeah, so first I validated on, on Skillshare and then I, I started actually promoting it and then a little bit in the future to also host it in, in Teachable. Okay, interesting. So, um, can you tell us a little bit more about um, how much did you invest um, in time for creating the course? Um, how, um, like, how, and, and also like the, the process behind putting in a Skillshare? Like, you just you just uploaded the videos, and 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 that was it, or did any, or did you have to do anything anything else? So, um, really, like, I want to to deconstruct like getting your first sales on, on Skillshare because um, this is this was like the key moment where you just start um, getting some kind of validation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, uh, as I said prior to this, I, I was also a salsa teacher, so uh, my mind already knew how to explain things. So so this means that for me, the, the scripting phase uh, didn't take so long, probably in about three days. I think I, I scripted the first uh, three modules of the of the course, which uh, which is what I what I consider like the minimum viable uh, course. So so yeah, I got the thing scripted in three days. I think I filmed everything in two full days. So it was like eight hours uh, filming because also I was not experienced talking to the to the camera. So it took me longer than than normal. There was a lot of takes that I needed to to remove, of course. So that was five days and. And then that is it. And then I just, as you say, I just uploaded all the videos uh, to Skillshare, and I just waited. I just waited for the for the comments to to come uh, to kind of validate the the product. But if I remember well, I think I didn't do any marketing, so I just waited for for people to to come and give me give me some feedback. Okay, great, interesting. So, um, of uh, course, so, like, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry to cut you because I I forgot. Uh, because the, the way, because you, you told me about, about how to get, how you got the, the first sales uh, on Skillshare, you actually don't get sales. You just get paid by the amount of minutes that, that people watch your course. I don't know exactly how the conversion is, but maybe it's like very, very few tenths of a cent per, per minute. But, but yeah, I think that the first month, maybe I was, I was earning like, I don't know, $20 a month or something like that. So it started like very, very small. Okay, great. So now you just had your minimal viable course on Skillshare. Um, you were talking to yourself, well, there may be something bigger. What was the next step? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, the next step, because uh, I, I think I wanted to start a YouTube channel even before I knew about any of these Notion stuff. And so for me, it was the perfect opportunity. Like, the next step was very clear for me because it is something that I already wanted to do. So I just started a YouTube channel. And I think I published my first video by the end of October, 2020. And, and since that moment until, until now, basically, I have been posting minimum 
one video per per week. There was some times when I was publishing actually two videos per week, but that became became overwhelming very fast. So and and I was uh, stopping to enjoy the the process. So so I decided to go back to to one video per week, and and that was my my next my next step. Then. I think in week three, I figured out, okay, I don't know how this YouTube thing works. I need some help. So, so I don't know if you are familiar with Ali Abdal, uh, but yes. he, he exactly in, in that date, uh, he released his YouTube course, the part-time YouTuber Academy. So back then I, I also didn't have any, any income. So joining the course was a, like, like a very big effort uh, for me because I was just living on, on savings. But but yeah, I knew or I or I hoped that the course was going to to help me. So so yeah, I spent the next four weeks uh, going through the course. It was very intense because there was a lot of classes per per week. I think three classes per week, and and that was what actually helped me kind of understand what this YouTube thing was all about. So then I changed a little bit my strategy. I started to to create better thumbnails, to to try to improve a little bit the background of my videos, uh, the, the image quality, how I scripted the videos so the people can get engaged uh, faster and don't leave the video and, and these kind of things. Uh, so, but yes, this took a lot of practice, but but I think uh, this course really really made a difference and made the the learning curve much much faster. Interesting. So, um, when you started your YouTube channel, like, how did you approach this? Like, was it like, um, um, do you want actually just to reach a new audience via YouTube? And how did you also manage the positioning? Like. Um, or maybe we can leave the positioning for, for like for for like uh, after re um, answering this question because there is like way it may be a little bit like uh, too much for one question. So how did you how did you um, how did you approach that? Yeah, so I started to share the video everywhere, uh, but I found that the the things that were working better. Uh, surprisingly for me, uh, was Facebook. There is a, a Facebook group uh, for, for Notion users. I think it's called Notion Made Simple or something like this. So mm -hmm. I was posting my videos there, and every time that I posted a video there, I found that a lot of traffic was going to, to the video. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of traffic for me back then was like, I don't know, 200, 300 people. But I was like, oh, so, okay, this thing is working. I also uh, posted the, some videos on Reddit, on the Notion uh, subreddit. Uh, but I found that that people there don't don't really like uh, people spamming YouTube links. So what mm -hmm. I what I was trying to do is to give like a little bit of a summary, actually providing value within the Reddit post. And then if you want to know a little bit more in detail about this, so here is the full video. And I found that that uh, didn't sound too spammy, and and that uh, actually was bringing also some some people to the video, and and yeah, and slowly but surely, uh, people were were subscribing subscribing to the to the channel, and and in the end, I I didn't need to to keep posting on on other places, and and it was just everything YouTube organic. In terms of the positioning, because I think it's a, it's a good question, so I, I can't even answer it now. Uh, in the beginning, I didn't have any any target market. I, I didn't think of it. For me, I was just trying to position this this channel as a Notion channel, just general. And then uh, maybe we can we can get into into the fears 
of, of actually trying to target a more niche audience. But, but yeah, it all started a very unprofessional, just everybody is my audience. I don't care about SEO. I don't care about anything. My only focus on the, on the first weeks, I'd say, was just to publish videos. That's it. I, I, I was, uh, I just wanted to get the reps, to get the experience, to learn how to edit videos properly, to, to learn everything. Uh, and then uh, I, I could move to the next step to try to define my, my proposition better or, or anything else. But I just wanted to, to get started. Okay, interesting. And, and do you think right now with, uh, having, with taking a, uh, a step back, was it the right thing to do? Honestly, yes and no. Uh, I think the mindset was good. The, I, I liked this mindset of just getting started because, and this is also something that I that I learned in the in in Ali Abdal's course, that in the beginning nobody's going to watch your videos because you don't have an audience, so it doesn't really matter what you post. Just post, just to get the experience. So I think that mindset was very good. What I think it was not that good was that I didn't do any research whatsoever. I didn't know who the big players in the in the Notion scene were, what other courses were there, uh, even how they price the courses, what type of audiences uh, are interested about Notion. So I think I should have done all the all that research before actually creating the course. Uh, but in the end. It was not that bad because because the, the course wa- was quite su- successful. But yeah, I- if I went back in time, that would be the, the only thing that I would change. Okay. And, and what were you actually doing in the first videos? Were you just telling people, well, if you want to know more about Notion, I have a course on Skillshare or what was like your call to action or how did you, were you yeah, promoting your course um, on Skillshare or how did you approach that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I started uh, the YouTube channel, I uh, I actually was hosting the course on on Teachable. So the difference between Teachable and Skillshare is that, as I said before, Skillshare uh, is able to bring your audience to to your course because they do very good marketing. But on Teachable, it is just a hosting platform, so you have to bring the the audience there. But the pro is that you can put whatever price you want for for the course. So there, you get paid just by by the price that you set for the course instead of in Skillshare that you get paid by the amount of minutes that people watch your course. So I decided to host my my course on on Teachable already, and and in the in the videos what I what I showed to the to the audience was different parts of the system that I was building but uh, I was showing the the system how uh, how they work and everything but they were already already built so the difference between the the content on YouTube versus the content on the on the course was that in the course I was actually showing step by step how to build everything the mindset behind it and so on and on YouTube I was showing the already made systems and you know, they already made templates that I that I was creating and how they were helping me but I was not getting too much into into detail on how to actually build them because I think that kind of content is not really for YouTube because maybe it's, it's too too long and, and I think those those type of contents are better for people that are very into into the ecosystem and really want to to learn and that's that's a thing for the for the course so yeah in all the videos there is always the the call to action that this is my course with the with the link and and yeah and from time to time back then uh, some people also start to start to buy the course 
Great. And how, how did, did you transition from um, Skillshare to, to Teachable and actually being able to charge way more, well, like being able to charge you the, the price that you wanted to charge? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it is it is funny because in the in the beginning, I was so afraid of even putting a price that because I think this imposter syndrome really kicked in. That okay, mm-hmm. no nobody's going to buy my course. I don't think it's good enough, even though I have I have I have gotten already some good reviews. Um, so I just priced it as uh, at I think fifty dollars in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Which, if I look at it from from my perspective now, is like, it was like a like a present. It was like almost free, and and I saw that that some people were buying at uh, at fifty dollars, and I was getting like super super excited. But but yeah, I, I was very afraid of of even pricing the the course, so I just started very very small, and, and yeah, and then the pricing strategy kind of grew, and then I started to to increase the price as I was also including more more content and more support uh, inside of the course. But but yeah, it was a, a very modest uh, beginning. Great. So you started getting some 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 customers, and obviously, then they started. Like I, I assume that you asked them for testimonials, and then like it started build up, building up. Um, uh, step by step, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I I, I was also a little bit um, how to say a little bit shy of of asking for testimonials because also it, it was the first time that I was actually trying to build a business for myself. So so yeah, those things I, I was always in on the other side, on the client side, but never on the provider side. And and yeah, for me, it was a little bit uncomfortable to hey, did you like the course? Uh, please leave a review and and so on. But but yes, some some reviews even started to to come without me actually asking for them, and and yeah, now for example, now I have a, an automated email that I think after two weeks automatically automatically asks for how are things going and and everything. But yeah, back then I was just doing it by by hand and, and a little bit a little bit shy of doing of doing it. Okay, great. So. Um, okay, so so what was then the, the next step? So you started increasing the price. You started that people were still buying the course, and like, how did you transition from now having a minimum a minimum viable course with having right now some audience on YouTube? Like, how did you monetize? Big, um, like how not how did you monetize, but how did you? What were the next steps? Because I I also saw that you have like Notion templates and that you mentioned in, in one video that um, people were already quote unquote sold on buying Notion templates. So maybe could we dig a little bit deeper into that? Because um, I think that um, you made the, the right choice um, because you really, um, I don't know if we, if we can call it a trend, but like Notion is or was at least when you were starting like really a hot thing and and people were already sold as I told you on 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 buying stuff on uh, or buying templates or buying courses just to increase the productivity. So if you could explain us a little bit more mm-hmm. how you um, your way of doing things. 
Yeah, so things started to grow pretty organically. So I I had the, the minimum viable course on Teachable. I was doing my, my videos. And, and from time to time, I was also having some client work. So I remember one of one of my students wanted me to actually create the system for him. So he just gave me the directions, and I and I was building it. And, and of course, this has a, a higher price. And then I remember having a, another client, which was a, a business, and in part of the system that I built for them. I found out uh, or I figured that that was an amazing habit tracker. So what I what I did was just to duplicate part of what I was building for for him and turn it into a into a template and and then just starting I, I just started selling it. And in fact it, it is funny because that template made more money than what I made uh, from the client. So uh, as I was working with more people, I was getting a little bit more exposure of the things that I could uh, that I could be in Notion and that people can be interested in. Uh, that was both content for my course, teaching how to build those things, and uh, new digital products for like Notion templates that I could also potentially sell. So as I got more more templates, I the way that I promote those templates were by creating a walkthrough video that then I will post on on YouTube, and then I will I will add the link in the description of the video, and yeah, and as I said, and my course started to to grow in in content because I was including more and more and more things into it. Okay, interesting, and um, really, it's like. Um and just a question. So this, uh, the consulting clients, like m m most of them were like, um, bought the course, let's say at this ridiculous $50 pr price point, And then like, <laughs> or how, how was it like? Yeah, I think the, the first one, I don't exactly remember these, this first one that I, that I have, how much he paid for the, for the course, but probably, probably, yes, probably it was like 50, $50. And uh, so yes, th th those was the those those were the the first ones. This other business that I that I told you, he he was not a, a student of my course. I actually uh, met the the guy in one online community, which is mm -hmm. also something that I would encourage everyone that is starting to create online to to join uh, online communities of of like minded people. So for example, I I joined the Nest Labs community from Anlor Leconf. And, and I met this, this guy over there. We just started talking. He told me, okay, I need this. Do you think that we cr can create this in Notion? And I said, yeah, let's do it. And, and we just started, started working together. So, so yeah, um, I think that both the, the sources were my course and, and people from online communities back then. Okay, great. So, um, how did you transition, uh, or how did you quote unquote niche down? Because right now you have, a um, also systemify, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. So how did you transition being the broad, uh, notion guy for like any, anybody who just want to, to learn more about notion, um, to what you're doing actually today? Mm -hmm. Well, this in fact was, uh, was a process. It was, it wasn't a, a one, a one time thing. And, but it was something that I was quite afraid of because, 
uh, I was already engaging with some some businesses. I was doing some work for them, and that was what I was actually enjoying. Uh, I loved um, working with small businesses. I, I think I just uh, relate better with their challenges. But I was afraid of of just promoting myself as the notion business guy because I was thinking, oh, but ho- uh, my course is also good for people that don't run businesses, just for like normal people, mm-hmm. and so. I changed the copy of my of my landing page, uh, but it was still a little bit broad. I, I think I, I used the, the term business professionals because I was trying to lean more towards the business owners, but I was still afraid of just saying business owners. Um, but but then I think I just felt more more sure because also as my as my audience grew. Uh, I felt that I could already start to niche down a little bit more um, because, because yes, if I niche down, I would already have enough clients, even if they are just business owners. So, so I started to, to do that. I started focusing more on, on consulting, uh, which is also uh, a biggest a bigger source of revenue because of course the the prices are are higher and also it is something that i that i truly truly enjoy so so yeah once my audience grew a little bit more i started to niche down even if it's the if it's kind of the opposite of what everybody says people say Mm -hmm. to to start more niche and then uh, and then go broader but i i did it the other way around and i think i am pretty happy with it but the main reason was that I just I, I was just afraid of of niching down too much because I was going I was thinking that okay nobody's going to to watch me anymore. Yeah, and I think that um, even let's say regarding uh, YouTube and the the success that that you had there, um, it also related like if you were just um, let's say post a video about Notion and like one really really specific thing, um, not sure if you. Um, would have got all the traction that that you got uh, that you got at the beginning by being a little bit broader than um, and not just focusing on, on on one on one little niche, right? Yep, that is a, a very way good way of putting it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what would be, let's say, your your advice for someone who's just starting out and yeah, he knows that well, I want to. I want to 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 actually share my knowledge, but I don't know really where to start. What should I do? What would you what would you tell this person? For me, I think that the perfect sentence to say to this person is to just start dirty. <laughs> it doesn't matter uh, really what you do in the beginning, because that is not going to to show what you're going to end up doing in the future. So just get started. Just uh, if if what you want to teach can be shown on YouTube, start YouTube. YouTube is, is an amazing is an amazing learning experience in the beginning. Just get the reps, uh, po- post some videos, or write on on Twitter or in any other platform. Just get the reps. Join uh, online communities where your potential customers uh, can be, so you can learn about them. Even just have Zoom calls with them, trying to help them with with everything. I, I remember having Zoom calls, just trying to teach uh, to show people how to do things in Notion. But this way, I was able to understand what they need, and and once you have enough calls, you will be able to to see patterns of things that normally people need. And that can be, can start to shape 
what is going to be your course and what is going to be your product. I didn't do it this way, but now with everything that I have learned, that that is going to that, that was yeah that that is the approach that I will that I will take to create anything. Just start dirty, get to know your potential customers, and then build anything uh, anything for them. Yeah, it's a little bit what we see on your systemify website right so you test you build you tweak you just <laughs> you just like yes. keep uh, adjusting like you you jump out of the plane and you are building the parachute at the same time and then you just see what's what's working and what's not right exactly <laughs> great just iterate. Uh, yeah so i um before wrapping up i just wanted to ask you how did you get this notion certified consultant because i'm pretty sure that having this um um like this um this award or like this this uh, certification um helps helps you with um um with um being a like being kind of an authority in the in the space so um can you tell us a little bit more about that well it, it is funny because this is a very recent thing i think he, i just got it like one or two weeks ago so okay. i i actually haven't had the opportunity to tell whether this is going to help me get more clients or get more exposure or or not but um but i i really do think that this uh, this was something that i that i had to had to do um because one it was a way to test that i actually knew what i was doing <laughs> that i actually mm. knew how to how to use a notion and that kind of like that notion approves the the way that i was that I was doing things, and basically this this was a theory and a practical test that that I that I passed, and and then yes, I mean so far I cannot really tell whether this is bringing more more people or not. I just have a one one call with a guy coming from from this source so far, um, mm -hmm. but yeah. So once I get more more information, I, I will be super happy to to share. Okay, so Daniel, where can people know more about you and what you're actually up? Well, so people can, I think that the, the, the best place is on my YouTube channel. I think there people can find a lot of information if they are interested about how to set up their, their Notion systems. I'm sure that they will get a ton of ideas. So you can just search my name, Daniel Canosa, and I'm sure that Matt is also going to, to add the link in the show notes. And, and then for people interested more in, in the consulting side for, for business owners, uh, people can find me on systemify.co and if you want to learn about how to actually set up business, um, systems in, in Notion I have my, my course the Notion Academy and and everything is going to be in the in the show notes exactly so thank you very much for joining me today Dan it was a pleasure to chat with you and pick your brain about how you actually started uh, this journey and how you were able actually to go from zero to monetizing and building your things so congrats on that yeah thank you so much matt this was this was very fun and a pleasure to to meet you all right i hope you appreciate this episode with daniel canosa um as uh, daniel told um, i'm going to leave all the links um in the show notes so don't uh, hesitate to check it out and if you like this episode please uh the best thing that you can do is actually spread the word and just subscribe and leave a review on the podcast platform that you're using and yeah with that being said i see you guys in the next one